Welcome to Unity of Tucson. I wanted to start my message today by referencing uh, a lyric that in particular stood out to me this, this week as I was considering the message of today and knowing that this was going to be the song of the day. The lyric is this one. When the brokenhearted people living in the world agree, there will be an answer. Let it be. I think it really stood out to me this week because if you open your eyes and you look around, we're seeing a lot of brokenhearted people in our experience of this thing called life in this world right now, right? When we find a place of agreement, there will be an answer. And then it's a dedication to say that in finding that answer, we let it be. The lyric continues, for though they may be parted, there is still a chance that they will see. There will be an answer. Let it be. I, I, I heard this in a different way because, you know, on the surface, it's like to the degree that we feel parted from others, right? That the degree to which we feel apart from, we actually live lives that feel brokenhearted. But then I started thinking about it on a deeper level, on a more metaphysical level, and I thought to myself, oh, no, 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 no. The degree to which we feel parted from the innate sensibility of the core of who we are, that infinite power and presence, that infinite expression of life force energy that we call God, the degree to which we think we are separate from it is the degree to which we experience brokenheartedness. But there is still a chance that they, that we, that each and every one of us will see. We will see the light. And in that light, there will be an answer. And so we affirm it by saying, let it be. What is the probability of all broken-hearted people agreeing? <laughs> That's a tough one for me. <laughs> probability is the likelihood of something to happen, right? And we talk a lot about possibility within our community as well. Possibility is something that is able to be done, something that may happen. And one of, the, one of the core values that I carry with me in my life now is anything is probable. Anything is, has the likelihood of happening because everything is possible. When I know who I am, when I live my life from that perspective, and I believe that when we all understand the core of who we are, when we understand that third aspect of our mission statement, remember who you are, when we understand that and we live that and we allow our lives to be guided from that point of view, anything is probable because everything is possible. Everything. 
We have had great examples of possibility showing up in the world in ways that seem miraculous. We call them miracles. And yet if we truly understand the truth of who we are, we are each capable of performing miracles because it is simply the outflow of a consciousness that knows who and what it is. This was the message of the way shower that we look to frequently in this community and in this philosophy, Jesus. This message is rooted in his fundamental teachings. Do you know what his fundamental teachings are? Exactly! Fundamentally, what Jesus was here to teach was love only, forgive everything, and remember who you are. Love only, forgive everything, remember who you are. This is the charge to each and every one of us. That's why I hold it so dearly in my heart as the mission of this community and the mission of me in my personal life. This week, we are finding completion in the Lenten season. And the thing is, I had so many other things I was focusing on for the past 40 days and 40 nights that I never really talked about Lent. (laughs) But I hold Lent, I hold the practice of Lent as something near and dear to my own heart. You know what Lent means to me? And if you were in in the... um, prayer chaplain training, the final prayer chaplain training session yesterday, you will know, I love an acronym. (laughs) Lent to me means this, let's eliminate negative thinking. (laughs) That is the practice that we can engage in during these 40 days and 40 nights. If there's anything that you ever give up for Lent, let it be led by giving up negative thinking. Let that become a practice. And in those 40 days and 40 nights, you know what ends up happening? You may develop a new habit of positive thinking. And what happens when we develop the habit of positive thinking? Life changes. It becomes better. It just gets better. I also have another acronym for for Lent because my whole point of view is also that we should be taking what we know and evolving it. And so Lent also means to me, let's evolve new thought. Let us evolve new thought. It is wonderful to study the past. It is wonderful to study that which was, but it is up to each and every one of us to move forward in perfect evolution of our soul's purpose. That's what evolving new thought means to me. And so, how will you take that to heart? Will you take that to heart? So today is Palm Sunday. I mentioned that earlier. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some scripture interpretation, some metaphysical scripture interpretation today. In scripture, there is a story about today. It's in all four Gospels. The story essentially is this. Jesus makes his triumphant entry into Jerusalem, right? Have you ever seen Jesus Christ Superstar? 
Jesus Christ Superstar is essentially the last seven days of his life, and it kind of starts with this part of the story. He makes his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. And it was prophesied in Hebrew scripture that this was going to happen. In Zechariah, it is written, See, your king comes to you righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. That was the expectation and the anticipation. And so what happens is this. As they approached Jerusalem, Jesus and the disciples, And came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. You untie them and bring them to me. The disciples went and did this as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A great crowd that had come for the festival, heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. He's riding the donkey, riding the colt, right? They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. The people greeted Jesus. Here's the thing. Not as Messiah, but as a liberator a liberator from the Romans. That was their understanding. They called him king and said that he was a liberator from the Roman rule. Um, Subsequently, this has taken on a different kind of meaning in traditional Christianity, that they were bringing him in and honoring him as the Messiah, the anointed one. But he was really there with their understanding to overthrow the Romans. So that's the story of Palm Sunday. Then you get into Holy Week, there's a whole lot more to the story that will lead us up to next Sunday on Easter. I'll talk more about that next week. But what does this mean to us? What can we understand from this story in Scripture? What is its practical understanding? And what is its metaphysical interpretation? Today, I titled my message, Enter In and Drive Out. And so we're going to start today with entering in. Palm Sunday represents the conscious surrender to our innate divinity. It was the maturation of Jesus' ministry. He expressed awareness of, of the Christ nature that was in and flowing through and expressing as all people. That was what his, that was fundamental in his message. Remember who you are. The Christ consciousness is the core of your beingness. And elements of the story have various meanings. Jerusalem represents the world in upheaval. A world not in alignment with an understanding of an inherent divine nature at the core of all creation. The entire world is stirred to action on Palm Sunday. Jesus, representing our Christ nature, is entering into the world and represents that being stirred to action, to move past that turbulent consciousness and the attachment to the outcomes that we so often find ourselves tied to in a material world. Jesus enters in to exclaim something. The donkey, the coal, the donkey represents Meekness. 
and a willingness to surrender to that very inherent nature. Not in a, you know, you could say humbly, but sometimes we misunderstand humbly to mean lowly, like I must humble myself, right? No, to be humble is to know the truth of your being and to understand it about all other people in such a way that it does not allow ourselves to feel as though we have dominion over anyone else. We are each and every one of us expressions of a divine Christ-conscious nature. And to understand that deeply means that we only understand the nature of love and light in every person we encounter. That's what it is, I believe, to be humble. The crowds that greet him, I think, refer to the myriad material thoughts we have. All of that stuff out there in the world of form that like, can, you know, confuse us and cloud us. And those things, as we change our understanding of them, begin to become raised higher in our own consciousness and the degree to which it is accepted by them, every single one of us is raised. That's what Jesus was doing in his ministry. He was inviting people to raise their own consciousness to a greater understanding of their beingness. Now the Hosannas, right? Okay, so now I have to do it because I mentioned Jesus Christ Superstar already. Ready? Hosanna, 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 Hosanna. That's a show I have never done, and I would love to do still someday. Hosanna literally means save us. It literally means save us. But I have to ask this question. What are we being saved from? What are we being saved from? I'll tell you what. You ready? Because I have an answer. We are being saved from our own erroneous thinking. That is what we need salvation from. And it is not found in devoting our life to a being outside the self. It is done through understanding and accepting the truth that we are the very power. We are the very presence. We are the light and the life of divinity. We are Christ consciousness. And again, that's what Jesus was here to teach. So the Hosannas represent the harmonious energies within us, that sense freedom from our inner erroneous thoughts. And it is a call to say, I trust and know who I am and I allow myself to live from that as that. Now the palms of Palm Sunday represent spiritual strength, receptivity, and enthusiasm. And as they are laid out, they are prepping our way for the deeper recognition that there is something truly magnificent at hand, and that is an awakening to our nature. That magnificent thing is the acceptance of our divinity. So as we step into the new, that is riding triumphantly, into the world that seems discordant. As we step into the new, we release ourselves from the bondages of old programming. That's what it's all about. 
That's what it's all about. Ernest Holmes wrote this, as the human gives way to the divine in all people, they become the Christ. Our path in this thing called life is to develop our Christ nature, to rise into our Christ consciousness, to more thoroughly accept the truth of who we are. As we allow those things that we give a level of importance to in the world of form, as we allow our understanding that those are only the effects of a greater cause, we begin to turn the focus to that which is causative, and that is awakening to our Christ nature to create the lives we would like to live. Palm Sunday represents boldness in this path, entering triumphantly, into our own power, not at the expense of others. Not at the expense of others, which is why I think it is important to, rep- to recognize the donkey. What? Jesus chose to ride a donkey because it was a departure from the forceful nature of the Romans who would ride in on horses. He was saying, by riding the donkey, I am allowing my humble self that knows the truth of everyone whom I encounter to be present and to express and to know. And I trust that those who find alignment in this with me, not because of me, but those who find alignment with me will understand their own power as well. As we enter into this awareness, this takes us away from what we so frequently seek in this philosophy. Many of us come to this philosophy because they're like, ooh, you know what? This philosophy says I can get what I want. (laughs) Isn't that what I've been told? Oh, if I think it, it will show up. That's not what we teach. What? I'm out of (laughs) here. We do not teach that you can get what you want. We teach that you can live what you are equal to. There's a fundamental difference. If you know the truth of your being and you live that, what you want in the material world becomes less important because you will always be provided for no matter what. So if we live what we are equal to, And I think we can deepen into the understanding that there's a magnificent experience at hand for each and every one of us because our innate nature is divine. And as we give way to the divine more, we live our Christ nature. That's what we are equal to. We cannot demonstrate anything. We cannot create anything in our world. We cannot welcome anything into our experience that is contrary to the nature of our existence. And the nature of our existence is God, is light, is life, is peace, is beauty, is power, is joy, is wisdom. It is all of these things and so much more. It is infinite in its potential expression. So I believe that we should be bold in the acceptance of our innate nature. Allow your inner light to shine. Don't hide it under a bushel. 
Somebody said that once. <laughs> One of my favorite writers, oh, I could, just, I could just drink up the works of this particular individual, is Ralph Waldo Emerson. And he had this to say, what lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So I ask you this question for reflection. What lies within you? What is wanting to be expressed? And then I offer you this. It is your job to express it. If you have any kind of job in this world, it is your job to express that which lies within you, that inherent divinity that is at the core of your beingness. Let's, I don't know, there's a word that I want to use and I don't think it would be appropriate, so I'm going to let that word go. But let's spread that stuff all over the world. I had to, okay, so I have to, I'm, I'm going to out myself. If you, do, if you know, you know. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to out myself. So I was having a talk with, with Reverend John Strickland. Hello, John. Uh, this morning, and we were, you know, talking about our nature um, and talking about how spiritual, our spiritual practice is meant to be taken seriously, right? Let us take our spiritual practice seriously. But let's also have fun in life because we don't have to take ourselves so seriously. And so I refer to myself as the irreverent reverend. There are a lot of us in this movement who are very irreverent. Right, John? Yeah, <laughs> yes. It's okay to be irreverent. Let's make life fun. So here's the thing. What lies within you is meant to be expressed. So go out there and spread that light all over the world. If that greatness, if that inherent thing within you does not find expression by means of you, you know what's going to happen? It's going to find its expression by means of someone else. Uh-oh. <laughs> because here's the thing, ideas in mind, ideas in consciousness, ideas that exist must express. That is God's nature. That is God's nature. So that source energy is longing to be expressed by means of each and every one of us. Are you willing to take that on today and be bold in that expression? Are you willing today to be a conduit for greatness? Or are you just going to stand on the sidelines, living your life in quiet desperation? That's a reference to Thoreau. And that's what we drive out. So we've entered in, now we're going to drive out. We are driving out ideas that are contrary to our inherent divine nature. Jesus never thought of himself as different from others. His whole teaching was that what he did, others could do, we can do. And you know what he said about that? And so much more. We will do greater things have you accepted that as the truth of your being? Have you accepted that in your heart? Something to check in on. That's the lesson. 
Enter in to a greater recognition of your inherent nature. Drive out that which contradicts this understanding and then do what is yours to do. Behold, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heaven is a state of mind, not a place we're going to. It is at hand because we can decide to live in heaven right here and right now. Are you willing to do that? It is the core of you. It is the core of you. It is not a destination. So my call to each and every one of us is to enter in, drive out, live it now, live it boldly. Peace and blessings. You are magnificent. I won't say I missed my calling, but maybe I was meant to be a Southern Baptist preacher. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Now, serious spiritual practice. <laughs> the homework this week is this enter in. Enter in. Take time in consideration this week of your true nature. Take time every day to enter into a deeper understanding of your nature, the truth of who you are. Drive out that which is not in alignment with that in your mind. Release the grip of the past and choose to see rightly from the perspective of your inherent divinity. You may find things that are going to be challenging. This is my message around those things that you may find challenging. Let yourself off the hook. You do not need to continue to carry that baggage any longer. So see rightly this week. In Matthew, it is written, the eye, of the lamp, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. See rightly this week. That's the homework. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.